Hey, 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 everybody. How are we doing? I will say after, you know, like a flurry of shots of Tullamore Dew, I'd like to present to you five hole fantasy hockey. And I'll say this. Um, I feel like I'm in the perfect spot. I'm like teetering on the edge of knowledgeable and like fancy pants sack. And fancy pants sack is a completely uh, different persona for sure. Uh, luckily for me, neither of them is ever wrong. Um, and since there's nobody to disagree with me today, which given is quite the utopian future is where we're at. I will be channeling my inner three dog night today. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. While doing my best to bring you, you know, the fucking frick frackinest most fantastical episode i possibly can um and we are going to be talking about you know your weekend preview and when i say we i mean myself i am zach vogel i'm your host today um raj and tj have the night off tj i hope you're having fun out in new jersey visiting your uh visiting your dad tj's finishing visiting his dad with the kids Getting uh, getting some good family time in. Good for you, brother. I am at home doing this podcast. It's like 11 at night. Got my notes done super late. And we're going to see how she goes. But I think I got some good stuff here. I know I plan on making some of these pickups myself. So that's pretty much where I went. That's how I went with this. I'm going to make these pickups myself, and we're going to see how they go. Hopefully, I'm right, because I'm pretty much fucking banking on it. All right, so without further ado, I'm going to get started on injuries here. Um, the big one, the big one, it's Nathan McKinnon. Let's just be honest, like, that is the big one here. Dude, Matt Dumbo must have a hard head, because Mac injured his hand during a fight with him after Dumbo laid a big blow on fellow superstar Miko Rantanen. Um, Bednar did say, actually, that the level of worry was pretty high. Um, he used the word high himself, so that makes me worry, too. Um, it makes me feel like most likely this is a broken hand or wrist operation here, and that kind of timeline is, you know, three to six weeks minimum. Minimum. Uh, for the time being, you know, Kadri is now the top center. And, you know, other than McKinnon owners, really who is affected the most next? And I think the answer there is Andre Barakovsky. He's playing with Arturi Lekkanen and Alex Newhook now on the second line. And I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but like, I remember the avalanche of Vol, And this kind of makes me miss Jonas Donskoy or Jonas Donskoy. 
that's uh that's the player that always got moved up when like all of this kind of shit happened because it undoubtedly did every year and he's not there anymore you know what i mean he's over being a third liner on another team but he could have been on this team and he would be on the second line right now at least getting some sort of points and he would be a solid pickup but we're stuck with uh you know with big leck and uh alex newhook so i don't know I'm a little worried about my shares of Burakovsky right now because even though he is in that top six, that top six looks totally fucking different. Obviously, I'm going to be holding on my my Nutrition shares and my Kadri shares. So that, at the very least, is going to do me something. Let's keep an eye on Andre Burakovsky and see how he goes. Next up, Kyle Connor and Nate Schmidt both out with COVID-19 protocol. Um, Now, that means they're going to be out for, you know, a a little bit of time here. But at least we have, you know, the idea of when they're going to come back. And really, this is for Kyle Connor owners. Uh, If you're a Nate Schmidt owner, I prelude to the question to you, my friend, as of why. I mean, it is what it is. Peter Morazic next. He left the game versus the Bruins with a groin injury. And, dude, he already had fucking two groin injuries this season already. Um, that leaves Shogren and the hope that Jack Campbell comes back soon from injury, which now given he is supposed to, he was supposed to be out, you know, like 10 to 14 days, something like that as of like March 10th, I believe it was. Um, don't quote me on that, but I fucking think so. Um, I feel like I read that somewhere and I'm pretty sure I'm right. In fact, I'm just going to say I'm positive I'm right. As of March 10th. As far as that goes, um, you do have to think that, you know, hopefully Jack Hamill can come back. And between him and Shawgren, they can make a run at this. But this goalie situation is just getting worse and worse in Toronto. And it worries me as a Toronto fan, even though, you know, I am always a diehard Flyers fan. Toronto is my number two. Um, dude, I feel like it's not going to happen again. Uh, sticking with goalies a little bit, Carter Hart, uh, he did not play against the Wild due to a nagging injury, um, but he possibly could be back against Toronto on Saturday, so keep an eye on it, even though I feel like I feel like that game could get out of hand, just like any game that either Philadelphia or Toronto is in. Like I feel like Philly and Toronto could both score five or six goals the winning goalie is still going to have a pretty shitty night. So maybe that's going to be Carter Hart. We're going to find out on Saturday. Lawson Kraus. Looks like actually Lawson Kraus, even though we love him here on Five Hole Fantasy Hockey, um, he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Um, He does have a broken hand, and that is confirmed. And this is likely meaning that he's going to be out. Because if you're the Coyotes... What reason do you have to bring him back? You know, he could come back in a couple of weeks, maybe. But why push it? Why? Why even bother? You're out of the playoffs. You're not going to make it in. Why risk further injury? So it seems like Lawson Kraus is going to be null and void going into the rest of the season. And that kind of sucks. You know, after the injuries here, I'm going to take a little quick schwill break. Um, I got some Tullamore Dew with me here. I don't know if y'all like Telemore do, but it is pretty, pretty fucking fantastic. I'm not going to lie. Give me a sec. 
we? Tell them more do's and don'ts, boys. And girls. I haven't met too many girls that wanted to listen to me before. But uh, hey, you never know. All right, so moving on to the weekend preview. Now, since it's just me and there's no one to fucking stop me, I'm going to do all my three games in four days kind of shit because I love that. And there actually is quite a few of them this weekend. There are a ton of teams that have games, you know, three of them between Thursday and Sunday. And those are the teams I'm going to focus on personally. There are a, you know, a good amount of teams that also just play Friday and Sunday on those off nights. Obviously, I'm going to kind of stick away from Saturday. You know, I got what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams that play three games in four nights. Well, isn't that special? Those teams are the Anaheim Ducks, the Chicago Blackhawks, the Dallas Stars, the Florida Panthers, the Minnesota Wild, Jersey Devils, and the New York Islanders. Man, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I kind of don't feel like talking about the New York Islanders, but we, we might. We'll see. We'll see how I feel towards the latter parts of this episode. Really, there's not much Tullamore 2 left in this bottle. So we're going to be finishing while we're talking. Uh, let's start with the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah. Quack, 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 quack. They got a back-to-back on Thursday and Friday. Uh, where they play Dallas at home and then at Arizona and then play again on Sunday at home versus Edmonton. Seems like my guy Sonny Milano has gone fucking radio silent, my man. Come on, what are you doing, Sonny? It seems like really the better look here is on that second line. First, you know, I'm looking at Trevor Zegras. I I think that's pretty obvious. At least for me it is. I feel like he is the best chance of points on the Ducks in general. Five assists in his last four games and three shots on goal in each of those. You know, that kind of has me hoping that he'll score some goals soon on his own as well. You know, that line is, I don't know if I can really trust that line, but I, I, I do like Trevor Zegers in a big way. I don't hate Troy Terry. And then there's Derek Grant there on the left side. You have Derek Grant, who is zero fucking percent owned. Zero percent owned. Um, And I will say this, for someone who is zero percent owned, he has some great stats. (laughs) Like, he does. You know, around three shots on goal per game, multiple hits, and a block each game. You know, with a good possibility for some points being on a line with Zegers and Troy Terry. I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't know if it's the do, or do I kind of like Derek Grant? I feel like he's going to fill the stat sheet, and they really don't have that bad of a schedule. I mean, they're playing Dallas, who who is, you know, I feel like that's their tough game there. But the games you're really looking at are the Friday Sundays, and that's at Arizona, who, you know, they're still going to give up points. They're going to score points on you, but they're going to give them up, too. And the same can be said for fucking Edmonton. So, I don't know. I don't hate Derek Grant here, and obviously, you know, Trevor Zegras, my number one. All right, next up, the Chicago Blackhawks. They also have a back-to-back on Thursday and Friday. That is at Florida and at Tampa Bay. That's fucking rough. And then they play Sunday at home against Arizona. Now, that is not the best schedule, but my number one pickup has got to be Dylan Strome. At only 32% owned, he is 100% 
the auxiliary player that I want to own above all others. He's on that top line with Cat and Kane. He's playing out of his freaking mind right now. He has three goals and six assists. You know, in in this six-game point streak that he's currently on, and that's really only, you know, the meat in the middle of that sandwich is one game where he didn't score any points. And then he has another six, you know, another six-game point streak on the other fucking side of that. In March alone, he has scored 20 points in 13 games. In March. He has 20 points in March. 13 games. Dylan Strom is on a fucking heater and he is only 32% owned there's no reason not to pick him up for a stream there's just not and there's also my guy taylor radish i like taylor radish a lot i don't know about anybody else but i fucking do i liked him when he was on tampa bay and now he's in a really good situation where he has you know a a chance to shine and he is at only two percent owned he has two goals and three assists in the six games since he's been traded from Tampa to Chicago. I'm okay with that. Five points in six games? Yeah. Let's fucking do it, man. Taylor Radish, 2% owned. But still, my number one here is Dylan Strome. Like I said, at 32% owned. And on like a, a heater like you fucking read about. Come on. Dallas Stars are up next. So they play Thursday. You know, uh, an, another heavy day uh, at Anaheim. But their back-to-back is on Saturday and Sunday, where they play at San Jose, at Seattle. Uh, So they do play two heavy nights, but really, it's the schedule that I like. It is the schedule. They're playing Anaheim, San Jose, and Seattle, all games that are winnable. It almost makes you wonder if even like a fucking Scott Wedgwood pickup is, is worth a shot here. Because they're going to get, you know, at least a team that is beatable. I might be actually looking at Scott Wedgwood here on the weekend if there's no one else available. Because in all honesty, I think he can get the win against any three of those teams. Jake Ottinger, he's off the table now. He is uh, way too owned because he's good. Sorry, guys. You should have got in on that earlier. Other than that, I'm pretty much looking at Essa Lindell. He is 24% owned. Now, I know you're going to be worried because when you look at it, you're going to see that he hasn't scored any points in the last few games, and I get that. But, dude, he had eight shots on goal combined in the last two games, um, add on six hits, add on two blocks, and we have ourselves a viable streamer right there. 100%. The whole thing is he's not going to get you no points. He's you know he's not going to get you a, a, a zero on the scoreboard, and that's what I like about Essel and Dell. Um, he is holding down, you know, uh, part of the second power play unit. They're going three offense, two defense there on the second PP, along with John Klingberg. But man, I, I like Esselindel and a lot for like the perifs. And that's what I used to always pick him up for before. Um, but now he's actually getting some points on top of it. So I like that. Um, he's got to be my guy here for, uh, you know, for the stars. 24% own. I'm in Esselindel. Next up. The Florida Panthers, my peeps. They are playing Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, just like the Dallas Stars. Uh, They're playing Thursday against Chicago at home, and then their back-to-back is on Saturday, Sunday at New Jersey and at Buffalo. Man, you have got to like that lineup there for all of them. Everybody that you pick up there, 
that's who I, that that that's kind of the schedule I'm looking at. The only thing is, you know, a lot of their players really aren't that available. You know what I mean? Even an Anthony Duclair is like 67% owned or something like that. But what I want to know is why is Carter Verhege only 50 cent, 57% owned? He's on that top line with uh, Barkov and Giroux. So the way I see it out there is 43% of y'all are nerds. Get those nerds! 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 And I'm going to stick with my Carter Verhege. Uh, he's on my team and I like it. Also worth noting at a very available rate is Radko Gudis. As I am a Flyers fan at heart, as we all know, dude is hitting big time with 28 hits in his last five games. It's five plus hits. And that's really hard to argue with. In all honesty, you can pick him up just to fill that hits category. And he is going to, you know, get you a good amount of them. Now, you have to have other players that are going to do your scoring for you if you have a Radko Gudis on your team. But a lot of us do. And a lot of us are, you know, I always find that, you know, those are the kind of things that I'm hurting for all the time. It's hits and blocks because, like, I feel like I, I don't know, I feel like I draft with a points mindset. And then I get left to the fucking wolves all the time because I'm like, oh, well, I'll just bank on, you know, Tom Wilson because I'll draft him every fucking chance I get. And then it's just not enough. And it's just not enough. And then you got to find these players that you pick up, even though, like, you know, they're not going to get you much anywhere else, but they will get you those periffs. And Radko Gudis is one of those people. All right. Swill a uh, break time number two. Swill it up. That was a big swill. Well, I like a full bodied logger as much as the next hard working man. Taste the suds while dealing stud, I can surely understand. Trucker speed, and yes, indeed, it's nearly getting light. Well, it's time to switch to whiskey. We've been drinking beer all night. Next up, we got the Minnesota Wild. They're also, like the past two teams, playing Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, Thursday, they're playing at home against Pittsburgh. Saturday and Sunday are both road games at Carolina and at Washington. Now, that is a hard lineup with a bunch of hard teams playing a bunch of hard hockey. Marcus Foligno at 45% owned is still my favorite ad for this because it's going to be hard hockey because Marcus Foligno is going to have to do Marcus Foligno type things. He's still my favorite wild pickup apart from, you know, hoping that like Boldy can hit the treasure chest again and go on a bit of a run. But Felino kind of does it all. He's he's very Coleman-esque, as we like to say. Except for, you know, solidified shots, and I get that. The periffs. It's the periffs. The periffs are there, and, and somehow, you know, the points keep coming. And that's just an extra plus. That's an extra bonus. The points keep showing up. But the periffs are enough for me. The, per- the periffs are enough to make that pickup worthwhile. Because once again, we have a player on our hands that won't get you a goose egg. Because I fucking hate getting goose eggs. Now, I want you to get points. I want you to get points. And I get that. Now, I know shots, you know, they get points. But Marcus Foligno's job on that team is banging around. He's a banging. 
And he's going to continue to. Um, so I like him. I like that job that he has to do on that team, mainly because of the actual hard lineup that he, that he has. I have a feeling that these three games are going to be very playoff kind of, you know, playoff filled, if you will. Uh, they're playing three teams that are, are likely going to make it. And so are the Wild. So uh, I'm actually excited to see their three games and how they come through at the end of this weekend. Next up, we got a couple of teams here left. Jersey Devils, the New Jersey Devils. Uh, I can't believe this because, you know, I've hated the Rangers for a good chunk of my life. I've hated the New Jersey Devils for a good chunk of my life, you know, because of the close proximity to, to Philadelphia. And I find myself liking the Devils and I hate it and I hate it, but I do, but I do. They also play Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. They're at Boston on Thursday and then at home for Saturday and Sunday against Florida and the New York Islanders. Let's take this down a notch. Finally, Jesper Pratt is up to a decent ownership level at 67%. Not that he shouldn't be more owned, at least in my eyes, because he's friggin' awesome. I, I stand by the fact that, that Pratt is just the fuel for that entire team. He's not their franchise player, that's Jack Hughes, but he is the glue. And as the house, like, eye test guy, which, like, I feel like I am, because I'll say this, I mean, number one, who doesn't like visuals? I see his involvement. I see his involvement on, you know, the offensive and defensive scheme because he is a pest on defense and he is constant on offense. Right now, right now, right here, you know, I'm going to I'm going to put that teaching degree teaching degree to work and I'm going to hand out some homework. This is what I want you to do. I want you to watch Jesper Pratt. I want you to watch a Devils game. Don't follow the puck, follow the player. That's literally what I do on a, like a lot of these like, you know, I'll watch power plays and stuff like that and I'll just watch the player. Follow number 63, especially on the power play. It's the subtle hockey plays and, you know, the constant movement that puts him in, con. you know, it puts him in position to put shots on net. And, you know, I feel like people are going to figure it out sooner or later. So that's really what I want you to do. Like, watch a devil's power play. He is so involved. He's, you know, stealing the puck from somebody and putting it off the boards to somebody else just to get it out of harm's way working his way around the net to put him to put himself into position to you know even get a rebound or put a shot on or you know press it on the you know defensive end so that he can make a breakaway run like Jesper Bratt just does it all and that's really what I want you to do please when you watch a hockey game don't just watch the puck watch the players see what they do without the puck that's what tells me what a player is going to be in the long run when they're young or just how much a player really matters to a team because it's all those little things that you don't even think make sense. But 30 seconds down the road, someone scores a goal because of it. And you're like, wow, that thing that happened 200 feet away is the whole reason that goal got stored. And that's what Jesper Bratt does. All right, lastly, I got the New York Islanders. They got a back-to-back on Thursday and Friday. They're playing Columbus, 
at home and then they're at the New York Rangers, which is pretty much a fucking home game because you're playing the Rangers. That's on Friday. And then they play Sunday against my beloved New Jersey Devils. And man, I'm not going to lie. I'm tired of talking about the fucking Islanders. Most player pickups, well, actually, all of these player pickups, they're fucking vanilla. They are so vanilla, and that's what I hate about the Islanders. They're vanilla. And they're not even like a cool type of vanilla, like vanilla bean, where, you know, let's throw some fancy black specks and shit in there and, you know, call it something else. Or, you know, some French vanilla. These fuckers are, they're they're straight-ass white vanilla. And they are soft serve at that. I'm not talking about the Islanders. You know why? Because there's no one to stop me. Because there's no one to stop me. There's no one to make me talk about the Islanders. So, you Islanders fans, sorry, but your team is just blah. And now that Ilya Sorokin is out, I'm upset. So, screw y'all. Deal with it. Lastly, I just want to throw this out there. Detroit and Ottawa play a home-and-home on Friday and Sunday on two off nights. Just saying. That sounds like a lot of goals to be scored in those two games. I'm I'm really liking those top-tier guys from Ottawa like Josh Norris and Timmy Stutes. I'm liking me some Jakob Varana on the other side for Detroit. But I do. I feel like uh, in those two games, just as the Friday-Sunday matchup with the home-and-home, I feel like there could be a lot of goals scored. I'm looking at those players just for those games. And we'll see how it goes. I'll let you guys know who I pick up. That's about it. That's going to call it rappers. You can find us on at FHF hockey on Twitter. Please come say something to us. Really? I don't have to deal with your bullshit. So say whatever you want. I don't deal with electronical stuff. You're lucky that I can even do this by myself, that I can actually record an episode. Even I'm surprised I might have done this wrong. Other than that, I'm always going to post uh, post up about our Discord. I actually do love our Discord. It's somewhere you can go and just kind of talk about a little bit of everything, even though we do have an emphasis on hockey. You can talk about anything on there. And I actually really have been, you know, you get to know these guys on, on just as much of a personal level. So that's cool, too. We're going to be coming at you, you know, this weekend. We're going to be looking at the week preview. Uh, We'll be doing that up on Saturday night. Help you off for the next week. Uh, If you are in your playoffs, I wish you good luck. I really do. If you are playing me in the playoffs, then I don't wish you good luck. I really don't. Uh, Because I'm always rooting for everybody when they're not playing me. But when you're playing me, then you can just straight cough. It's just a fact. But still, I do love yous. I do. I love yous. Uh, Raj, I love you. TJ, I love you. Everybody else, love you.